News Talk, 770 AM, 92.5 FM, WVNN. Phil Williams here, Right Side Radio. And like the man said, solid, conservative, and just plain right. Glad to be with you for another day. Uh, Copper is running the board. Good day to you, Miss Copper. Good day. Nice to have you in studio. It's good to be in studio. I like. I, sometimes I'm in the studio studio, sipping a cup of coffee as I look out at the, at the golf course and, and, and you know the, the beautiful weather outside my door. Today, I'm, I'm ensconced. In the uh, in the main studio here at Mothership for WVNN, and uh, glad to be with you, Copper. You look good wearing that right side radio shirt. By the way, <laughs> it looks right on you. Mm, thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, hey, uh, we we got plenty to cover, and um, y- you know, it, yesterday I would have to describe as somewhat of a scorched earth show. You know, it, it's it is absolutely necessary that we break news when we can and yesterday we did uh, right side radio over the course of the last 24 hours broke the story about the fact that despite the fact that we have laws in the state of alabama that prevent uh discrimination based upon your vaccine status and demanding proof of vaccine status that there are some in the state who believe they can circumvent the law by just making your life miserable if you don't or charging you more money if you don't one of those apparently is birmingham southern college which shocked me um uh, they are a very, very well-reasoned, long history type facility, and and yet they are they have policies in place now that are not boding well. And uh, we covered that in, in great detail, but I, I'm going to cover it a little bit more later on because I think some 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 legal implications are arising, and uh, we'll we'll get down on those a little bit. But I want to I want to lighten the mood a little bit because Copper did a great job yesterday with Copper's Corner. You did, by the way, Copper did a great job with Copper's Corner. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Uh, but. I, I got to thinking more and more about the things that you said about your generation. And, uh, and I, first of all, I will say this. Um, I can certainly tell that I'm getting older. I, I can. It's very obvious. I'm doing all that I can to age gracefully. Not always. I, went, I took some Tylenol before the show, just so you know, this is part of the aches and pains. But like, for instance, Charlene and I built a house last year, right? And we sodded the front yard like you do when you have a new house. Oh, it's beautiful. Oh, I got my sod. I'm so excited. And then, you know, I was, I was happened to be doing something around the house and I heard a noise, looked around and uh, a, a, a girl from across the street, her, her basketball or something came bouncing out of her driveway down across into my yard. And she came running after it and, and ran out onto my new side. You could still see the squares. <laughs> and I found myself, and I, and, I, and I looked and said, hey, hey, be careful. It's new side. And I thought, oh, my God, I just, I just yelled at a kid to stay off my grass. <laughs> so, you know, oh. But, and, and then there was one time, so Charlene and I have been married for 35 years, right? And um, I, I told her one day I came in. And by the way, this is only like five years after we got married. So this is a long time ago. I came in. I said, baby, we are uh, apparently getting old. And she goes, what do you mean? And I said, I was just at the gas station, and there was a rack of cassettes. When I say that, I'm already making myself sound old anyway. But there was a rack of cassettes on the counter, one of which was labeled Classic Rock Hits. And I looked at the tape, and I remember every one of them being on the radio. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but all that to say, I was looking, too, just the other day. So my, you know, I have a grandson now. Just the light of our life. Uh, Charlene's grandma name is Sweetie, by the way. Uh, I'm, I'm Cap, and she's Sweetie. But uh, there's three rifles hanging on the wall in my study and I was thinking about my grandson and I happened to be sitting in my study and I looked up at my the three rifles they're all generational war trophies from different wars one of which was brought home it dawned on me by my grandson's great great grandfather and I thought there's there's a legacy there that I want him to know about I want I want I want to see the things that 
I believed in, my father believed in, my grandparents believed in. I want, you know, my parents instilled things in me, mom and dad both, and 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 I want that to be passed on. Um, how do you do that? How do you how do you raise up the next generation to believe or espouse or at least appreciate the things that your generation had? And I think part of it is we have to do what we can to make it. In, in our case, to be a, a conservative, a Christian, to make it cool to be a conservative or a Christian. And the how will change. How people access information, how people uh, apply things can be different, but the why never changes if it's a principle. And, you know, for instance, my parents, when they had TV coming up, it was a black and white TV. I'm now watching a, a color flat screen. I wouldn't think of doing it any different. The values can be reached differently, but the values themselves don't change. The principles that make this country great can be portrayed via all kinds of different means, but the principles themselves have to remain unchangeable. So how do you raise up the next generation of conservatives? How do you, how do you make it so that key words like freedom or respect or work ethic or selfless service or courage or a value-based understanding of liberty, how do you make it so the next generation wants those things? Well, I think, first of all, the, the main thing is it has to be intentional. It is not, it is not something that is gained, I would su- suggest, purely by osmosis. There are going to be random people who stumble into it and recognize what it is and, and appreciate it. But I think, by and large, something this sincere, this serious, is something that is very often passed on intentionally. It's like sowing seeds in a field. A row crop farmer does not go out and throw seeds down and come back six months later to see what he's got. There's a daily cultivation, an interaction, a sacrifice, if you will, for, for bringing up that crop. And I found an article, and I love this. And the article is, is called, uh, it's by a lady named Kate Obenshine. Uh, I found it on Fox. Uh, Kate Obenshine uh, is uh, a fellow and a foundation member with uh, the Claire Booth Luce Center for Conservative Women. And the title is called 12 Steps to Raising a Conservative Daughter. Now, I've got a son and a daughter, both of which I'm so proud of. They are amazing. They are better young adults than I ever was. Uh, And they are arguably probably more conservative than I was at their age. They have a greater understanding of the world around them than I ever did. But this, this article is geared towards daughters. So if you hear me say daughter, it is not to exclude sons. I think you could apply most of this both ways. But the article is so good, it caught my attention. I thought, how do you, how do you raise the next generation to be conservative? The interesting thing is the article was written by Kate Obenshine about the things her daughter told her that she had done as a mom that made her want to be a conservative. She said she asked her daughter Lucy, and Lucy said, we parents have got to have very much more to do with the eventual philosophical persuasion of daughters. She thinks it's not enough for parents just to try and pass it on. They have to act it out. And it's time for parents, in her words, to step up and teach their daughters how to be courageous defenders of individual freedom. That's her daughter talking. Here's the things. I'm going to give you just a few. Number one, never to suggest to your daughter that she is oppressed. Don't tell her she's a victim. It'll taint her entire worldview. It says you should instill, you should, if you do so, you will instill feelings of weakness and powerlessness and entitlement. I agree with that. You should talk about ideas and events together. In other words, they'll, they'll learn how to discuss these thoughts and feelings if they hear you discuss it with them. Another one is don't protect them from current events. In other words, don't try to shield them from the news. Oh, I don't want them to see that. That might scare them. Well, you know what? You can explain to them why they should not have to be scared, but they should also have an understanding that the world has a lot going on, and they need to see it with wide open eyes and be able to walk in it in the authority that God's given them. Another one is start early. 
Don't expect your daughter to start standing up for their beliefs in front of their peers when they've never really thought about what that means. And another one is set an active example. Well, these are great. I mean, this sounds like common sense, but it's so true. Another one, don't let your daughters be wimpy. Oh, that's, that's, that's interesting. And they're not saying that they have to be bullies. That's not what they're saying. It says there's an epidemic of wimpy girls out there and let them experience some conflict and disappointment. Teach them that conflict can be navigated. But help them also, here's the next point, to separate what is personal from what is objective. In other words, if someone disagrees with their conservative values or opinions, it does not mean they have been taking a personal swipe, all right? It it is important that they understand you can disagree and be okay. In other words, right now, you, you probably have a lot of daughters out there who very quickly put the black square for Black Lives Matter on their Instagram account, never even thinking about what it really meant because it made them more popular because other people were doing it. Give them the ability to say, no, I, I don't want to do that, but I'm okay by not doing that. Tell them they're smart. You know what? Even if they don't have the best grades in school, it does not mean they're not smart. Tell them they're smart. Remind them that they have value. Don't tell them they have to moderate their opinions. In other words, you can, you can choose to respectfully disagree with somebody. It does not mean you have to change your opinion to avoid offending. You can moderate the way you say it, but not have to moderate the principle by which you stand. Tell them about the founding of your country. Uh, I heard on the way here, uh, young students being interviewed on a college campus. And they were being asked, are you rooting for Team USA in the Olympics? And the answers were all ridiculous. And I'm hopeful they found, I'm hopeful what I heard was the cherry-picked ones to portray the problems we have, and that there were some who said, sure I am, Team USA, go. But there were a lot of the answers that I was listening to the recording saying, I don't root for some kind of country that I live in. Some kind of country that I live in? I mean, what kind of, teach your daughters about the founding of the country. And then another one is, you know what? In, in not being wimpy, teach them that they can be brave and, and, and have fun with it. I remember Caitlin, my daughter, when she was playing what I called little kid soccer, and I'd take her to soccer practice, and we'd be going, and I'd say, all right, you got your game face on? I'm ready, Dad. And all right, show me your war face. Ah, no, you don't scare me. Show me your war face. Ah, and we would just laugh and have a good time. But what I was saying was get out there and play hard. Doesn't mean you're a bully. And the last thing I'll say this, she said this because she was raised by a single mom. And I was raised in part by a single mom for a period of time. You know what? Single parents can provide stability. I've seen that. Single parents can provide stability. And, and while families are a wonderful overall unit and you would wish for the contiguous family to be present, if you are a single parent, you still have the means and the methods by which you can provide stability. I say all that to say, folks, we've got to raise up the next generation. We've got to raise them to be conservatives. We've got to raise them to want what we value. And it's not enough just to tell them. Show them. And be intentional about it. And remind them that as a Christian or as a conservative, as an American— We have to make it something worth having. We have to pass it on intentionally because Ronald Reagan clearly said, freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We don't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. It must be fought for, protected, and handed on to them to do the same, or we will spend our sunset years telling our children what it was once like to live in a U.S. when men were free. You got to pass it on. You got to be intentional because we need them in that next generation. And that's a wrap for the Right Side Way. 
Well, folks, we're going to spend some time talking about that. I've got a great caller coming in uh, later, Clint Reed from the College Republican Federation of Alabama. Of course, I'm sitting here with Copper, who is a young conservative that impresses me more every day. But listen, uh, there is a lot to be said about raising up the next generation. We need them. As an old guy, I need them. Um, More to come. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. We'll be right back. 